Tony Tennille is here at 138 on WGN. Hi, Tony. Hi, Steve. It is such a pleasure, a thrill to talk to you. I have so much I want to talk to you about, including Hello, Dolly. But we'll we'll get to that. I I, I promise. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know you were a beach boy, kind of. I was a beach girl. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Yeah. No. uh, What happened was uh, Daryl, my you know my the captain. Um, he was with the Beach Boys for about six years at the time I met him, playing uh, keyboards for them. And um, he, we met when I wrote a musical called Mother Earth, which is a whole other story. But anyhow, um, when Mother Earth uh, went on uh, and the Beach Boys were off, getting ready to go back on the road, Daryl said that they needed a keyboard player because their regular guy, an acoustic keyboard player, their regular guy was going to finish his degree at UCLA and and he was going to be off for a year. And so I said, well, don't I have to audition? And he said, no, I'll just tell Carl Wilson you you can do it. And I said, won't he be concerned that I'm a girl or woman? He said, no. Nah. And so, <laughs> so he he told, talked to Carl, who was the music director at the time. And Carl said, sure, yeah, just bring her. And uh, they never heard me play, ever. Uh, Daryl went over all the parts with me, uh, and I was playing acoustic piano, and then he was playing all the other keyboards. Anyway, we started in Binghamton, New York, and the first time I'd ever been on stage with them or even seen them was at rehearsal in Binghamton. And I said to Daryl, how am I going to know if, if they're not going to send me home? He said, well, you'll notice as you're playing that Carl will probably stroll over while you're playing, and the guitar he's playing guitar, and if he listens for a second and moves away, you're fine. <laughs> so, so, of course, I'm there playing, you know, da 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 And he comes over, and I see him out of the corner of my eye, and then I see him move away, and I get, well, I guess they're not going to send me home. So that's how it happened. Our telephone number is 312-981-7200. You can call. You can text questions. You've already begun to do that by text, and that's fine. <laughs> For the one and only Tony Tennille, what was it like to travel with the Beach Boys? Were they as brilliant as today? <laughs> I think they were. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> kind of. You're not, you're not going to get anything out of me. I will just tell you that, of course, Brian Wilson was a genius. And at that point, he was not on the road anymore. He, As you know, everybody knows, he he had a terrible situation going on and quit touring. Um, but Carl was on the road. Dennis was not with us. He used to play drums, but Dennis was another case. Uh, <laughs> Mike Love, Bruce Johnston, you know, they were all there. Um, and they're all fine musicians and fine singers. In fact, we recorded, Daryl and I, several songs that Bruce Johnston wrote over the years. Really? Um, he wrote, oh, he wrote one, the most famous one that everybody knows is one called I Write the Songs that make the whole world sing, you know, that song that Barry Manilow had a hit with. Yeah. Actually, we first sent to us first, and Daryl didn't like it. <laughs> so what? we didn't record it. We finally did, but not as a single. But anyway, Bruce is a fine writer. So there were some great musicians there. Um, it was an experience for me because I was the only female on the tour. And at that time, I was 
starting to fall in love with Daryl, uh, who was, you know, a great, brilliant musician, kind of an odd duck, which he always was, and that was part of his, you know, I guess what people uh, loved about him, plus his great musicianship. But anyway, it was a it was a transition time for me. And the first time we performed, I think it was in Philadelphia, at a big arena there, um, I had never even been to a rock concert, so to speak. And and I was on stage playing. And Daryl forgot to warn me ahead of time that I should wear earplugs. Uh, and that's because it was so loud on stage. And the mics that had the guitars were focused right at me while I was at the piano. So, you know, we got through it. And at the end of the show, I couldn't hear for about a half an hour. Wow. And Daryl said, why didn't you wear earplugs? And I said, because nobody told me. I had to. <laughs> well, so, you know, there was and also the problem was getting on stage. You know, when we would get there and get ready to do our sound check and I'd get ready to get up on stage and the uh, people at the venue would say, um, you know, I'm sorry, you can't come up here. This is musicians only. What? And I said, well, it's the band, which they've heard a million times, of course. Finally had to get the road manager to go with me and say, yeah, she's with the band. She's a musician. So that was kind of interesting. Well, you were very much and are very much a musician. That's your history going back, I believe, to your initial schooling. And and then right. uh, Neil Sadaka came along and he said, I yeah. don't know how it happened. You'll have to tell me. I don't know if he knocked on your door and said, here's a song. It's going to be a hit. How, how did that? Uh, we're talking about love will keep us together. Right. Right. Well, we had our first album uh, that we did for um, for um, Jerry Moss and Herb Alpert. Um, at Cas- uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I got my da- names mixed up. But anyway, um, they called us in after we had our album almost finished. We needed one more song, and we felt that we needed an up-tempo song. But we hadn't found the right one, and they call A&M Records, and they called me into the A&R office, and they said, um, you know, here's an album that was done by Neil Sedaka in England, and it's only been released there. But there are some songs on here I think you might might work for you. And it was called Sedaka's Back. And at that time, he was living in England and trying to get his career going again, which I thought was incredibly sad, you know, because it's a great, great, great songwriter. Yes. Anyway, so we went through the songs. They were all lovely. And then we heard Love Will Keep Us Together. And Daryl and I both looked at each other and said, that's it. That's the one we're looking for. And we went in the studio the next day. And within a few days, we had finished the track. And, you know, that was it. And it became number one for us in the summer of uh, 75, I think it was. Yeah, summer of 75. Well, lots a long of, time. Well, that's okay. Lots of questions here, uh, including questions about Daryl Dragon, who you mentioned. And I want to yeah. I want to ask you about being the square, sunny, and share, and what you're doing <laughs> right now. And we will do that if it's okay with you. And Australian shepherds too. When we come back, yeah, yeah. yeah on WGN, Tony Tennille is here. That is not Tony Tennille. I couldn't find anything of Tony Tennille singing "Hello Dolly," but. Carol Channing was easy enough to come across. You're you're now in that show, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and actually, Bette Midler did it on Broadway, and so did uh, Bernadette Peters. Uh, it was revived, and uh, it was, um, 
I think Carol had a bet, much better voice. That was probably later on in her career because, you know, she played it a million times over the years. Indeed. Uh, but I got a call. We have a fabulous uh, college here in town called Yavapai uh, College. And it has one of the finest music, theater, arts, Department I've ever seen, and we and actually Prescott, where I live uh, in Arizona, is actually a center for the arts, which is one of the reasons I moved here. We moved here. Uh, there are fabulous artists of all kinds here, and it was just a wonderful place to be to be creative. Anyway, um, I got a call from the uh, from the dean of theater arts and humanities there uh, three years ago before COVID. And he said, Tony, I have a proposition for you. And I said, okay, what? And he said, you, Hello Dolly, 2021. And I went, uh, well, he said, you'll open the season. And I thought about it. And I said, well, when do you have to know? And he gave me a week. And I said, I'll think about it and let you know. And actually, Dolly was one of the, uh, one of the roles I always wanted, wanted to play, but never had the opportunity now, I've done a lot of the very famous women's roles, including Mame, but this is one that I never did. And I started thinking about it and how I would portray Dolly. And um, I called him back and said, yeah, I'm your Dolly. And then COVID hit. The Performing Arts Center, which is spectacular here in Prescott, um, state-of-the-art, 1,200-seat theater, beautiful. It shut down for a year because of COVID. And then they renovated everything and, you know, that needed a little updating. So we never got back in the, and I didn't think it was going to happen because we had to cancel the rights we had. And then it, uh, we got the rights again and we started working on the show. And I am having the time of my life. These young people and older people, our cast is from 15 to people in their late 70s who are fabulous character actors that we've got all over town to choose from. And they're fabulous. And I think of them as, I kidded them when I first we first got together for a read-through, and I said, oh, I'm so excited to be working with you. I kind of think of you like, like I'm your mother. And then I paused for a second. I said, well, maybe your grandma. And then they <laughs> <No>. all, <laughs> oh, yeah. And we had a great time. And they they work hard, these kids, and they're perfecting their art, and they are funny, and they are wonderful, and I'm loving every second with them. And I, I think the audience is going to be knocked out because in a normal Broadway show of this, normally on stage, they won't have more than 20, 25 dancers and so forth in various uh, numbers. We have 50, 54 people in the cast. Wow. And huge, uh, big, giant dance numbers like Buzzly, Bubbly, uh, what's it called? Buzzly, Buzzly Berkeley. Berkeley. Buzzly, bu- Buzzly, Buzzly. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Buzzly, Buzzly Berkeley. And, yeah, the musical guy. And, uh, right. And the costume shop is making all of the costumes, about 135 costumes from magnificent uh, fabrics that they've been collecting over the past couple of years. All the costumes are created and designed in our costume shop, and they are fantastic. It's going to be an extravaganza. We'll have 27 musicians in the pit, excellent musicians, and a huge cast, and probably 40 people in the technical area doing light sound, creating the set, 
all of that. It's going to be the biggest dolly i think anybody will ever have seen well we have about four minutes left tony and before we go before we go i definitely want the website because we have lots and lots of listeners in arizona becky you are among those who want to talk with tony tenille hi oh my gosh i'm such a fan um tony sorry i just i just put a a, i wasn't ready to come on um (laughs) i wanted i wanted you to know and i wanted the listeners to know and be reminded that strong female performers like yourself, for me as a child growing up, you were in, so inspirational. And, we, you know, I sang your songs all over the house, probably drove my mom crazy. To me, my memory is that you were the, you were the lead in that, in that duo. Um, and you really, just like with the other strong female performers that we have now, you are a huge inspiration to young women and, and to little girls growing up. And so I'm excited to hear your voice is so strong, excited that, um, that you're on the radio, and I just wanted to share that with you. Well, Becky, thank you. And, you know, one of the great things is that uh, this, is, this is a role, and that's exactly what I'm thinking about when I'm doing Dolly, the strong women. Uh, in fact, there's, there's one line that she has, says that I know that the audience is going to, the females in the audience are going to go bananas. And that's Horace, her, you know, the cranky old guy that she ends up married to. But anyway, he, he sings a song called It Takes a Woman, and he talks about, yes. you know, to, to do all the dumb stuff that women supposedly do. And, right. of course, Dolly, Dolly's going to get him. But anyway, there's one line. He exits the stage after an exchange that we have, and I turn to the audience and say, Yes, it takes a woman. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that it's all about. I'm with you, Becky, all the that, way. That is. And and you know, I um thanks to your inspiration I studied music, but music theory took me out, but I did get to play Ermengarde in a local in a local uh, performance of Holy of Hello Dolly. So wonderful that you're yeah. on stage and thank you so much. Thank oh, you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Take care. Thank you. So people have, and we've only got a couple minutes here, but people have texted about uh, Daryl Dragon. Uh, for those who don't know, he's passed away, and you divorced shortly before that, I believe. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we divorced in 2015, and um, it took me a long time to make that decision. Uh, I, I, well, I have a book out <laughs> a long time ago, well, about four years ago, called Tony Tennille, a memoir that tells the whole story. If you're interested, you can get it on Amazon or any bookstore. But um, he was a difficult, difficult man. He was a genius in his own way. But uh, I realized, just like Dolly does, that I had to get with it because time was passing and I had just, you know, so many years left. Um, and um, as Dolly sings in before the parade passes by, when exactly. she realizes yep. it's yep. busy. And so for, anyway, for those who want yeah. to see Hello Dolly, uh, how mm-hmm. can people get tickets? Okay, now I have to make sure they know where to call, get tickets because tickets you can get if you go to directly to this YCPAC, which means Yavapai Performing Arts Center. Y-C-P-A-C at U-C dot E-D-U. 
do not just put down Hello Dolly Prescott, Arizona, because you're going to be charged exorbitant prices. The the the, um, the scalpers have already gotten a hold of these tickets. Oh. If you go to the one I said YCPAC at uc.edu, you will get the highest price ticket is sixty five dollars. The lowest price price ticket is thirty five dollars. All the seats in the house are very good. And I had a friend that had some of his friends call in, and they just put in, Hello, Dolly Prescott, Arizona. And the person was charging, or whoever it was, $400. Oh, my gosh. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it is worth worth $400 to see you. I'm certain people will even fly down there to do it. Tony Tennille, I am just out of time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Take care.